into this into this session father holy spirit just interpret this word so people understand what you want them to understand god father just do what you do father show them comfort correction conviction restoration and this discipleship father we thank you father that you have allowed us to freely without any type of restriction be able to open your word speak about your word in the way that needs to be done so that we can get your message the way you want to deliver it to us thank you holy spirit for you being a part of this message helping us guiding us lead us and direct us in your ways and in your word according to your translation and your interpretation into our hearts only way this can be done is by having that Holy Spirit talk to us. The lifeblood of Christianity, the beginning of the church, the supernatural movement of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I ask you for everyone who watches and listens to this message about to happen, for them to get what you want them to have out of it. And bless their homes, bless their lives, bless their jobs, bless their coming and going here there and fro near and fro bless them father bless their finances bless their homes bless their lives bless their health bless all of them the way you bless them and in their situations and how they're living their lives father for you to do what you do for them i thank you father i ask you to lead guide and direct me as i bring this message according to how you want me to bring it i have nothing you have it all I'm just the vessel. In Jesus' mighty name, Good day, everybody. Good day. Good day. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day in Jesus by way of that Holy Spirit. Oh my goodness, guys. Whether I catch you in the morning when you're waking up, just get things moving, no matter what time of the world you may be in. Have some breakfast, get started, um, get cleaned up, so forth and so on. Or we'll catch you halfway through your day when you're just getting through some stuff, some obstacle after obstacle, but you're seeing God do some wonderful stuff. And you're just grateful that he gets you through everything you've been through. That's what they call the midday madness. 
Or because at the end of your day, when you're with your families, resting, having some dinner, enjoying time with your loved ones, and you just want to hear a Holy Ghost, positive, inspirational message. However, whenever, whatever, right now you're tuned into the Blue Book, hosted by your boy Blue, and presented to you by Pentecost Ministries. Man, we have a fantastic message today for you guys. It is wonderful. It is great. I am excited about it. And man, I'm telling you right now, we got a special person with us today. Um, much love to him. He's live right now with us, man. Bremlin, what's up, man? What's going on, man? <laughs> oh my goodness, man. I'm so happy to have you here with us. Yeah, thank you, man. Happy to be here. Absolutely. I've been following Remlet's ministry for a, quite a long time. Some of the stuff he's been, he's gone through through his uh, ministry and life kind of mirrors what I've been going through uh, coming up. And he's wearing the Dodgers, so he's obviously a good friend of mine. <laughs> That's right. Man, it's wonderful to have you with us. Our The message today is going to be just wonderful. I got to get this going here. Um, message is going to be wonderful. I, uh, you know, every, eternal life is such something that everybody, um, everybody's used to hearing. Okay, everyone's used to hearing about eternal life. Um, and the thing about it is, is that it's been such a pop culture phenomenon to, to hear that, that it's become null and void to a lot of people. Um, they just think that's something that you're just going to just hear, you know, you're expected to, you're expected to understand it. Um, and that's it. You know, there's no substance to it nowadays to somebody who doesn't understand the gospel or understand the significance behind it. Um, and that's the saddest thing about it. Um, but today we're going to break it down quite a bit. We're going to get into a little bit of it and definitely make it something that is going to be understandable on a different level than maybe you've heard before or seen before. And Remlin's going to help me go through it and give his take on some things as we go through the narrative of what we have here today. Okay, so before we get started and all that, here on the Blue Book, we always do our pledge. I'm not sure if you can see it, but right here I have the Christian flag hanging. Um, and that's the pledge that we do every show. So I'm going to go for it. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag, and for the Savior whom King Kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again, with life, liberty to all those who believe. Wonderful, wonderful. So, getting into it, the introduction of what John 3.16 actually means. There is a core, it, it is the core of Christianity, that God loved the world enough to come as Jesus and to die for us. That's a big deal. It's a really big deal. So that anyone who trusts in him will be saved from sin. Now just hearing that, what, what, is that, what does that bring to your mind when you hear that? God giving his son you know, as the ransom, the only way out to pay the debt that we couldn't pay, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
this is this is certainly the most well-known verse in the Bible. Like I was saying, it's just a pop culture type phenomenon when it comes to understanding. People hear it like a billboard, but they don't understand the true meaning behind it. It is probably the best known and most memorized part of any holy text in human history. The verse is one sentence sim similar of the gospel and the subject line of the entire Bible. John 3.16 also reflects another important aspect of the gospel. The essential idea is clearly clear. The idea is extremely clear, but there are layers of the meaning of knowledge of incited. So obviously it's not just the meaning of it, it's also a deeper meaning to it. When I, when I talk to people about the Holy Spirit, I always tell them it's a 3D version of the Bible. I tell them that it's a third dimension. It brings a different meaning to it because a lot of nukes and crannies in the word that we pacify if we're not spiritually connected to it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you're when you're reading it and you're reading the text, just the text itself, you can get an education from it and you can gain knowledge from it. But the wisdom is what you learn and what you see every time you read the word when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The opening phrase is traditionally translated as God so loved the world that. God so loved the world that. And it's typically understood to mean, to, to mean God loved the world so much that. So two, there's a, several different ways to even put it. You can say it different ways, different translations to a different version of the Bible will give you different ways of putting it. So, with emphasis on what God did, more than why Jesus is an expression of God's indescribable love for the world, meaning all mankind to 1 John 4, 9 through 10. So we just got past, we just got done with Valentine's Day. Just finished Valentine's Day, and I'm sure you probably spent time with your uh, your spouse or significant other, and your probably your mother or whoever you are, uh, you know, with at that time, right? Yeah. Now, obviously, you go to the store, you're gonna find hearts, you can find all kinds of Valentine's Day things to show that optical expression. But are you shocked? But the love that God gave us is extremely different. Is there a way you maybe can explain that better than I can maybe at this point? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I think the best way to describe it or explain it, true definition of love or real love is giving, you know? Um, you can say, I love your kids, my kids, but then you neglect them. You know, you don't ever spend time with them. You don't invest in them. You love your spouse, but then you don't ever compliment her or acknowledge her. You just, you're so busy with life and caught up in the flow and the hustle and bustle and so then true love is giving is that that it's an action basically so god so loved the world he had so much love that he put his love into action by sending his son jesus to die on the cross because the bible says you know he's commanded us to keep the commandments not a suggestion not a recommendation um you see that this bar has been set to be holy and perfection and righteousness. And you gotta understand, these, this is something that mankind cannot keep. This is impossible. That was the point of the children in Israel, everything in the Old Testament. He kept saying, "If you, you must keep these commandments. I command you to keep these commandments. And we see how the children of Israel over and over, they fail. Even with the prophets, even with Moses, they couldn't keep it. This is a, an impossible task. So the reason that was set so that we could open our eyes and understand this is a heavy, deep deficit, a task that no man, not, no prophet, 
no human can accomplish. This is why we are so desperate to depend on Jesus Christ, who came to do what we could never do, to fulfill uh, the accomplishment, the righteousness, to stand in our place and take our sins. So now it's been transferred, our sins unto him and his righteousness to us. And it's only through Jesus Christ that we can make it in, you know, because of the love that God had for his people, for his children. Absolutely, absolutely. And this phrase is translated as one and only son as well. Yes. Or only begotten son. This uses the Greek word magodis. This is a very precious word and one which John uses in other places in the gospel, such as John 1.14, John 1.18, and John 3.18. While the English term begotten often makes people think of biology, menogis does not imply it. The word literally means something of the exact same or stuff. In other words, the son of, of exactly the same nature as God or the Father. The makes This makes John 3.16 an important part of proving the biblical concept of the Trinity. Very, very important. Begotten. Unbelievable. Just the wording that, he, that God uses when he's trying to describe how significant Jesus is. Um, that's why when you, when you read different translations of the Bible, it's what the Holy Spirit is, is interpreting to you. Different wording can mean different things to you, but when he specifically says begotten, that's a, an emphasis on that is it. This is who he is, that's what he is, and that's why he came, and I've given it to him because it's how much I love you. Now, obviously, like the story of Abraham, he goes up to the top of the mountain and God's you know, telling him, hey, you need to sacrifice your son. This is it. And he, at the, at the point of knowing he's going to do that, has so much obedience to God that he was willing to do it. God obviously stopped him before he did it and he proved his allegiance and how much he loved God in doing that. God did the same thing. I'm going to give you my son so I, so you can be covered. So you can be forgiven. And then all I'm asking you to do is love him. Trust him and rely on him. You don't have to, like Jesus himself says, I give you two commandments. Love, love God love your neighbor Tip. that covers all 10 or top six bottom covers it because it's all about love like you said earlier yeah so the life offering to those who believe in christ is eternal from a greek word meaning never ending the alternative to life in christ is dis destructive that purpose Damn. There is no question that according to the Bible, people can be saved only through the faith of Jesus. Now, we have this issue with people, and it's a very sad issue, I'm sure you've probably heard it yourself, of being so, um, your words being so direct that it can be considered a hate speech yeah. without being loving. Um, how, do, how do we distinct, distinguish that? How, how can we give them the truth but not be labeled hate speech because we're getting kicked off platforms all over the place because we're, we're bringing too much what may be called damnation, hell and brimstone, 
is that what Jesus wanted us to do? Or are we just getting too radical with it and not having enough love with it? How do you see that? I mean, it's kind of hard to bring the good news without people first understanding the bad news. <clears throat> you have to start off with the bad news in order for people to appreciate what the good news in the gospel is. If I, if I stand on the platform or walk into a room full of people and I tell you I have the cure for cancer, I mean, you guys will be like, oh, that's awesome. Probably stand your feet, applaud. That's, you know, congratulations. You're going to do a good job for mankind, for humanity. But if you were in the hospital on your dying bed with your family around and I came and I kneeled down beside your bedside, if you were dying from cancer and I told you, brother, I have the cure for cancer, it would be a totally different meaning for you. That's why we have to we have to explain to people the situation of sin, the, the the price of sin, the damnation of sin. We'll be judged for our sin, you know, in order for them to to understand. But Jesus Christ has died in your place. So how to do that? I mean, we're in a day and age. This generation is so sensitive about every little thing, and it's just the devil's way of getting rid of the word from properly being explained. You know it's a lot more than just jesus loves you you know jesus loves you but people are still gonna you know pray for, pay for their sin and the bible says that many will fall away many will be blind many will you know not make it the bible says that clear so i mean we have to just be specific and, and crystal clear crystallize the message when we bring it forth but like you said you can still bring that love you know um to bring it all to a closing ending you know absolutely there's a there is a wise uh, my, my grandmother was um, into deliverances and she was really spiritual uh, she, was, she was a deliverance pastor and um, she wasn't real theological but she just knew how to get to the demons that was her thing and she once told me the approach that the Holy Spirit gave her gave her when she was ministering the gospel to people was always a wise at a, a wisdom be wise as serpents but gentle as doves and that was something that stuck with me through most of my childhood and into my and into my 30s and 40s not 40s was when i look at people post stuff and i see ministers talk to people or pray over people um i'm seeing a lot of just and i know there's not supposed to be compromise but there's maybe there's 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 a way that people are coming across that are as being too insensitive um, because honestly, like I, I, I could call myself, I'm like, I'm ghosting. I'm just saying what I have to say, showing you love and telling you the truth, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to put your hands to fire over it. Kind of, that's the kind of mentality that I've been working with lately. Um, because I know of me, I, I don't like people being, even as a believer, I see other believers or people who say they're believers just direct just boom hitting it like like a like a boxer just going at it and i'm i'm, I'm looking at the person they're talking to and the person's like like eating a lemon they're like oh man i'm not trying to hear all that um and then i approach them after all that's gone on and i come up with my homeboy hey what's up doc how you doing blah 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 hey you know my name's blue this is what goes this is what's going down um and i get to know them and then like, hey man, I'm a, I wasn't trying to hear old girl over there say all this stuff about it, but man, I like the way you bring it. You're like, hey, God loves you regardless. I accept you, but doesn't mean I'm gonna approve what you do. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. I come at them with a different type of angle of love. And hey, you know what, you're in, 
I didn't write this. I didn't write this Bible. This Bible is what I believe in, but I didn't write it. So you have, if you have a problem with what's going on in the Bible, you got to take it to him. I'm just telling you the best way I can without stepping on too many toes that if you don't change and don't let this, the Holy Spirit take over you and direct your life, you're never going to get a restoration. I don't know. That's just the way I approach it. I seem to get more smiles than I get scowls. But, you know, like you said, I mean, there's no way to deny the truth. But there is, is there a way to bring more of a Christ-centered message? Maybe I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Maybe, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. I mean, yeah, a lot of uh, it's kind of just been branded and plastered all over like television and and through culture, like you said, where the gospel now is just Jesus loves you. Period. He's got a beautiful plan for your life. Period. You know, if you accept the Lord, it's going to be green lights and blue skies for the rest of your life. And, you know, that's true, but there's still going to be suffering. There's still going to be things that you're going to have to deal with, trials and tribulations through your walk with the Lord. So to give them this beautiful walking through the fields gospel isn't really exactly completely accurately truth, you know. So then I think because we see so much of that now, it's become so um, ambiguous that you see a lot of like Baptists or Reformed Christians who feel the need of, preaching the old school the way it was with Spurgeon and Jonathan Edwards and the Great Awakening you know pink and and all of them so then you get them who are tried to leave that out of the message because you know society hears so much of it already and they try to bring forth you know the fear of the Lord God's wrath so I think I think the balance is what we need to do is uh, an in-between of, of both. You know, like I said, start off with the bad news, which is the truth, but don't just leave them on that sour note. Let them also know there is the good news and give them, you know, the gospel. But it just comes with experience, learning how to to uh, express and articulate the message of God and also, you know, being wise, like you said, how to speak to them, how to articulate this message that is difficult for people in darkness to understand for them it's like you're, you're hitting them with something that they have no clue you know you know for a lot of them this is the first time when you approach them or we approach them this is the first time they've ever heard it so it's gonna just blow their mind so you got to really be wise in how to articulate you know and interpret the scripture and be a good steward with god's word don't just throw it out there loosely make sure that you exercise you study it and you know communication is the key you know who's listening and watching this that's a very very well presented way of, of explaining that um it's just a balance that has to be taking place and when you have the holy spirit on you that's why it's so important to have him um the ghost itself to be able to bring that 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 interpretation to you to be able to know hey what how do i approach this person you know what am i how am i going to angle this to where they're not going to be offended but also get the truth as well and he helps you with that. He helps you understand. And like I was telling somebody uh, just today, you know, if I read a scripture to you and I interpret it a certain way and you read the same scripture, interpret it a certain way according to your life, because only you know what's going on in your own life. When we both come together and you speak it to me and I speak what I speak to you. And we may, not, we may have two entirely different interpretations of it in our, depending on our life. But it comes together. They're like, yeah, that's right. God, God, There's God in that. That's just the Holy Spirit working with us. 
it's showing us a unity with different lifestyles. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like right now, the scripture of John 3.16, it seems to be pretty straightforward. But there might be somebody who watches this or hears this or something and so forth, or another passage or somebody else ministering on this on the scripture that's like, wait a minute, I got something different out of that. And then you listen to what they're saying, like, well, yeah, it's still gospel, it's still death, but it's just depending on your life and depending on what you're what you're seeing at that moment. Because every because because God, the Holy Spirit custom fits everything to what your life is like because he can reach you that way. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. So I tell everybody on the on this program, on this message, that whatever Bible you use, that's what God obviously wants to reach you through. I myself use an amplified Bible, I live an amplified life, and I believe in an amplified God. Um, but every version of the Bible has a purpose, and everyone who reads whatever version, if they understand that, and if God reaches you that, and you're a believer through that, that is fantastic to me. Because I go through tons of scriptures, uh, tons of the same scripture, different ways of putting it, and sometimes God speaks differently through a certain different scripture, a different interpretation of it. And it might reach you differently, it might get the point across better. So. Like, for instance, the way the Amplified puts this, for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten, unique son so that whoever believes and trusts in, clings to and relies on him shall not perish, come to destruction or be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. Now there's a lot of little nips and cries in there, little, little words in there. I'm a word, I'm you know, I'm like yourself. I you know, I rap too. I have a lengthy, you know, rap career. You know, not not profitable, but I I've been rapping for a long time. And I love words. I love how people explain things in different ways of putting it, especially in rhymes. That's why I like that. I like that a lot. Um, dearly prized. Maybe that hits some people differently. Not sure, you know. I don't know if I would call it greatly prized, dearly prized. Maybe to God. When we look, think of a, the word prized, we think of something we achieved. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when he says dearly prized the world, he even gave up his only begotten, unique. Unique is obvious. He is definitely the, uh, the, a more, the most unique human being ever because he never sinned. That's what makes him so perfect. He never sinned. He, he took it for us. So I get the unique part. Prized, I'm more like people, people like people say, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win souls. I'm going to do the win soul thing. I don't win souls. I, I help restore. Because people, I, I don't want to just give you a prayer and have you move on. I want you to pray and mean it, and then it, the discipleship comes after that. You got to disciple somebody and show them whether it's a church you send them to that, that you may trust in, or it's scriptures you may give them to help them go from baby milk to adult drink in the Word. We're missing that discipleship. Are you seeing the same thing with that discipleship issue? Yeah, definitely. I think I think people just want them to say the prayer and then keep it pushing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna invest in this person. He said the prayer, he saved, that's it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I think the problem is, like I said, getting that balance. Um, they say this prayer and then they think everything is fine. And so the convicting part is sin, God's wrath, self-sacrifice. We're kind of leaving that part out when we evangelize. Like I said, God loves you, has a beautiful plan, but we forget about all that dying to self. Your flesh has got to go. You know, once you say a prayer, once you say you believe, now you have to live a life consecrated to God, which is cutting out these things slowly but surely that the Bible says, yo, uh, these things aren't okay, you know? Nobody's perfect. Yeah, you're going to slip and fall, but how often do you slip and fall? You still in that ubiquitous lifestyle? Or is there any change, you know? You should begin to sin less and not as often, and your passion for sin should change, you know? The desires of your heart should change. Absolutely. So, like I said, that that's the, the discipline, the disciple part of it. If you said a prayer or you believe, but a year from now you're still the same person, uh, you know, there needs to be a change. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, before we go in, before I did this, um, there's some people who may not know your story, may not know how long you've been walking with the Lord, at what point you decided that you wanted that change in your life. Maybe you can let them know a little bit about your walk and how, you know, God has changed you from the point of your life and how, how long you've been walking with the Lord. So I started originally uh, in 2000. So 21 years now, 21 years ago, um, I didn't really know nothing about the Bible or any of the characters in the Bible, like David or Moses or Peter, Paul. Like, I didn't really know nothing, really. Jesus died on the cross. Jesus is the Son of God. And I thought, I didn't even know there was different religions. Like, I was so far from any type of church or spiritual background. I didn't know there was multiple Catholicism and Mormon and Jehovah Witness and Muslim, you know? So somebody, King Cyrus actually, you know, is the one that came to me. We went to high school together and he was the one that was like, you know, preaching to me to come to a Christian rapture. That's kind of what got my peak, you know, the music. So I was like, all right, I'll come to the concert. And then after that, you know, he kind of just shared one-on-one -on -one with me, but he was open and honest with me. Like, hey, look, bro, the road you're going down, like you're not going to make it. And it opened my eyes. Like I, this is the first time I'd ever heard any of this stuff in my life, you know? And then it was through a long process, a lot of years of him discipling me and then other people that God put in my path and uh, just learning, you know, you got to be willing to learn and willing to admit that you're wrong and that you don't know nothing. I was willing to admit, I don't know nothing, you know, this is the first time I've heard anything. So I studied, um, you know, and over the years, the study became more intense. It was a hunger to really know what I'm talking about. I don't want to go out there and make mistakes and be preaching, you know, error and I'm just leading people astray, you know? So I began to study in Hebrew and Greek and I began to study not only theology, but history. It's one thing to know theology, but it's another to know your history. Christianity is over 2000 years old. So go back and see how it was preached over the years with, um, like I said, Spurgeon and Edwards and um, all of these dudes, all these, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the, the, the mighty man, you know, uh, apostles and all that. I go back to the first century church, second century church. There's books out there. Um, what was it? The the, uh, the martyrs written in the blood of the martyrs. Right, right. Uh, there's a whole lot of stuff that I just learned and began to unravel, and just my eyes began to open. A lot of understanding and clarity became. Everything came into focus. Uh, but you have to be willing to admit that you're 
you're in sin, you're in wrong, you're in desperate need of help, and you have to have that hunger and that passion to search for the truth diligently. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like you said, that was the, that's the one thing that people, I think, miss out on is the actual education part of learning about the past, learning how it was preached up, you know, throughout the years. And obviously we're at a time right now where, and I, I don't like mentioning this too much, but where televangelism and prosperity is the popular thing. They're just everywhere you turn, you're seeing that. You're, you're seeing the the these these wealthy, all shiny ministers out there um, who are preaching self empowerment, self you know do for you. And unfortunately, like the church I go to, um, there's zero that doesn't that, that doesn't even come in the door. We're all maybe 50 of us, and we're just Holy Spirited believers. We go in there, we expect the Holy Spirit to show up. We we have just a great time together. Um, and I leave every time I leave is always some type of motivation in me to want to be a better person, to seek God better, to to, um, to just invest in the Spirit. And when I see people out there. Especially here in Las Vegas, um, it's a different Las Vegas than it used to be. I'm sure everyone knows that now that it's not the same place. And you see people just blinders on. Go go go! If you're not looking good, you must not be. You must not be doing good. And I talk to a lot of people, you know, doing both security and doing, you know, grocery store work. Uh, I talk to a lot of people. And just to hear people talk about God breaks my heart. Because this whole 316, John 316, is just a billboard. It's just that popular sign. The actual meaning of why he died on the cross and why God did what he did so we would have a chance to get to heaven is not even in the picture. It's just words. And you can tell that when you have the Holy Spirit involved with you. You can tell, hey man, you may say it, but really? They, they really believe what you're saying? Or, you, or it's just mouth, it's just mouth work? What is it? Yeah. You know, I've heard a lot of your music, man. You, I've, I've heard a lot of your stuff and you you have some you have some stuff. I, I got some stuff in my, in my playlist of yours. You come with yeah. really good stuff. Thank you. you. Know, I appreciate I, I appreciate the God in you. I appreciate how God use, uses you. Um, because you have you could you be you have that that image that attracted my attention. Not just because of maybe the sports image, but you have the image that attracted me in the beginning. Kind of like the Oracle that used to live out, out here. His image attracted me to his music same thing happened with you so when i heard you and heard what you had to say and what god was doing with you i just kept following you until this moment we finally get to meet yeah thank you man thank you and i like the i, I like the fact that we're doing it here because this is the platform on which god gave not only myself but anyone who wants to come onto this platform to be able to speak 
the gospel or the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the that's the that's the oil in the engine. If you don't have the spirit, what are you doing? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. That's what's gonna navigate and bring everything together. You know, bring the clarity and bring the salvation, the, all the understanding and everything that we need. That's exactly the truth, and that's I. That's when I started. Okay, I've been I've been in the ministry since 1995. Okay, and I released my first. I was a Christian album back in 1998. God worked with me. He did some stuff with me. I have plenty of stuff out there. But as years gone on, people can hear my struggle, hear what I went through. You know the things that I did here in Vegas, because in Vegas is where most of my ministry is. But I was led wrong a lot of times by people who I trusted and loved. And not until my grandmother moved out of state and I was left to defend pretty much spiritually on my own, that the, re the revelation started happening. I started seeing things differently, got married, and really seeing the picture different. God's revealed a lot of stuff to me. I'm sure he's revealed a lot of stuff to you in your life too as well that maybe someone may have told you that you're like, okay, I trust what you have to say because that's where I'm getting my meat and potatoes from. Yeah. However, when the Holy Spirit works in you, in your life as an individual, you start seeing things a little differently. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing is you can't let your emotions get in the way, you know? You can't say, well, they're my best friends, so they have to be right. Or that's my grandma, so, or whoever, my, my little brother, my mom, so they can't be right. You know, everybody's going to be wrong, you know, eventually. We're not all, at every time, all the time, perfect and fully knowing, you know. So you have to accept the fact that, you know, they might be wrong, you know. You have to be willing to learn and grow. And like I said, be open-minded, you know, because the error will come, but... The thing is to learn, you know, from that and build and grow over the years, you know. I didn't know, you know, I didn't stand where I stood now 10 years ago or even 20 years ago, you know. It was a process to get where I was and where I am now and where I'm going, you know. Absolutely. But see, but that, that, the beautiful thing about it is, is that people who've been down these roads and have been maybe hurt or misguided, um, that weren't told, hey, by the way, like you said, not everything I'm going to say is going to line up to, to be right. I'm a fallible creature. Okay? What God gives me may not be what you're going to receive at this moment or not going to match up to what you're going through. So, if something doesn't seem right, read into it. Research it. You know, if you're, you're if you are a saved human being, then whoever helped you get there should be helping you through your walk. Should be feeding you some type of meat and potatoes, so that you're not just sitting out here. Okay, I'm saved now. What do I do with it? I know about God. The only thing I see about God is what maybe my grandmother or my grandparents or my abuelita or whoever showed me. How many times have you heard someone say, the only thing I know is what my grandma taught me or my grandparents taught me? Yeah. 
because they're the ones who had that faith at that time. Go to yeah. church, read your Bible, do say your prayers, and here we are. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta study for your own. That's one thing. I'm, uh, when I was in college, my philosophy uh, professor taught me. He was like, when you see, when he was like, when I see eighteen year olds in class, they don't know nothing about religion or politics. They only know what their household has taught them, what their parents have taught them. He's all, but when I begin to, you know, he's a philosophy professor, so he's all. When I begin to drill them in class and question them, you see how they don't, they can't answer one thing for themselves. It's just that's what my mom said. That's the way I was raised, and so you us you know as christians you don't want to be like that like a parrot in a cage we've been trained to repeat but don't have a clue what we're talking about or what we believe right that's what we have to avoid absolutely absolutely and that's that's the unfortunate thing about it is that we're taught only what we know as a child and then when we go out into the world and we experience things and we don't have that understanding um it's very very Confusing. It confused me. I know I got in trouble. I had to move out here in '95, and it was a ch it was kind of it was a choice, but not a choice. I had to I had to get spiritual or religious, so to speak, in order to move out here. My my grandparents and my mother, and they're they were very religious. They they it was what's in that four walls, and that's it. So I got mad at my my mother. I got mad at my family because they weren't living that picture-perfect Christian life, so to speak, that I was taught. And me and my mother had a fallout for like two or three years. We didn't talk at all because I was so upset because she was living her own life and I wanted her to live this life that I was that I was shown. And finally, after all those years, uh, we had a conversation and I realized God did something to me in my heart. And I said, you know what? I can't be mad at you for your choices. I only can love you because you're my mother. I can't expect you to be in this box that I'm in because it's not fair to you. You have your own life. I have my own life. And plus, you're my mother. I can't hate you. I mean, you're my mother. Yeah. So those things I've been through. And then, you know, obviously with so many other things like my music, I try to get my music in the church um, because I'm not just a Christian listening music guy. I listen to all music. Um, that posed a problem. I DJed. I used other instrumentals that they weren't updated and approved. Again, more judgmentalness. Um, at the time that I was doing it, um, they weren't allowing hip hop in churches. I couldn't yeah. have to allow it. I remember those days. Yeah, I tried to get it in the church. They wouldn't allow it. They thought it was. They, they thought it was just better to rock and roll. Um, yeah. So I was outcasted a lot. Today's different. Today's world, people who, who deal with these today's kind of things didn't deal with that back then. Like someone yeah. like T Bone, me and T Bone have talked, and his 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 history back in the '80s is way more crazier than, than what I told. Yeah. Um, but that's a dude that I gained knowledge from. I listened to what he had to say, and it was like, man, you you dealt with that on that level, and then I come out here in the '90s. And I start dropping, and people are saying, saying the same thing about me. Oh, you're doing devil music, and you know we can't put hip hop in churches, in the church, because it's going to bring the bad vibes and all this stuff to it. And I just, and there's some songs I talked about that, like, hey, you know, even on Grape Tree Records, I'm sure you're familiar with Grape Tree Records. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah, I was a big part of my life back in the late '90s. Um, 
coming up. Yeah. They said the same thing. They talked about the same thing, about how hard it was. Mr. Real is one of them. Actually, this song about unity and about love and spreading love. Um, no matter how you pray, praise the Lord, do it. Just do it. And this is, it, it, it's so wonderful because it ties into all of it. Everything ties in to he gave the son. Recognize that and understand that he knew you needed it because before that there was no hope i always looked at like this the old testament was a religious obedience thing the new testament is all love that's how i look at it because jesus is nothing but love you see what i'm saying yeah back then you had to be obedient there was no savior we had they, they had to have they had it written on their on their hearts but they weren't listening they just want to do their own thing now we don't have to cut our hand off we don't have to pluck our eye out thank god it isn't it isn't that barbaric we have a savior we can say hey you know i slipped i'm sorry can you please forgive me help me through this and you have that what if that happened back then it yeah would, it, it, it wouldn't happen because it wasn't that time so we're so great we should be so grateful we have a savior that we can turn to the only one out of all the religions the only one that was worthy of you see what i'm saying absolutely so that's you know after hearing your music and hearing the direction you go in when you when you're when you're doing your thing for the lord that's why it was so important i said i had to ask you to be on here I had to have your opinion on here and what God has given to you. You know, God bless you and everything you do, Remlin. You are just, you, you are a blessing. I know people who have heard your music who have been changed by your music. Thank you, brother. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? And um, I like your perspective. Um, it, I got chills right now. Seriously, if you can't see them, but I got chills up and down my arm right now. <laughs> You know, the Holy Spirit is such a wonderful thing. And when you come together as like believers and you have the same, that same Holy Spirit, I see it in you. Yeah. Yeah, man. I spent a lot of years in a steady cocoon, you know, just because uh, a lot of times I, when I would talk and share and I, too many times people would tell me, where does it say that in the Bible? And then I don't know, you know, what am I going to say next? And I was mad enough to admit, uh, let me double check. And then, you know not out of pride or stubbornness it's in there because i said it is you know which is a mistake most of us make i would get that a lot of times where does it say that in the bible and it challenged me and it, you know forced me to go back and you know check and dig deeper and like i said just go into a massive steady cocoon not so i can flash knowledge and look what i know and win a fight but to be more effective if i'm going to share with somebody i want to know what i'm talking about i want to be able to help you as much as i can i want to be able to answer your questions not to win a debate to be but to be more effective in ministry obviously absolutely and that's you know it's wonderful that that god you know opened your heart to that and studying and learning and just open up those gems of information um because your your ministry that is something that's obviously required um and most of us if we had that type of mentality to study to learn so forth um and disciple and dis disciple people disciple those who want to learn about the lord um 
it'd be a different world. It would be such a different world. Yeah. You know, um, but it's it's amazing to me that the few that are really, really in are solid. And the ones who say they're in, but they're not really in, are trying to convince that they're solid. I don't know if they're trying to convince us who are solid or the outside world that they're solid just to get them to to kind of flock to them. But there's very few real ones out here. Very few. You know, uh, there's some there's some there's some real ones. I thought were real ones have fallen to not only religion but politics as well. And it's like, do you believe in Jesus or do you believe in a human being? You know what I'm saying? We shouldn't be giving our allegiance to anything but Jesus. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. End of the day, who's going to be there for you? Who's going to be your savior? When you go to be with the Lord, what's going to be the final thing you're going to say? You're not going to be sitting there acting all kinds of crazy nonsense and standing up for religion or politics. You're going to be like, Jesus, I need you. I need you right now. You know, no matter how much you saved, you're going to be saying that when you go. You'll be like, Jesus, I'm coming to you. Here it is. You know, so I, I myself enjoy conversations like we had. Um, you're welcome on this platform anytime you want, Remlin. I will definitely open the door to you to any, whatever message you come out with. Every time we talk on this platform, anyone I have on here, it's such a refreshing difference of a, a view because you can hear me all day, but your view is different than my view. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Different life experiences. Exactly. I, and I like that. I like the fact that, you know, if we speak about something, you're going to have a different take on it. And that may help somebody else uh, that relates better to you than me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so um, I just want to thank you. Thank you for being available. Thank you for your the Holy Spirit in you. And uh, like I said, anytime you want to be a part of this, I, we, we, we're, we have communication. I'll let you know what's going on. It. If you have time, you're more than welcome to share. All right. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for uh, reaching out to me, man. I was honored, truly. God bless your brother. Much love to you. And thank you. All right, man. Have a good night, man. God bless. You too. So, John 3.16, obviously a very important scripture. We, we really have to dig, dig, dig deep with it because there's many ways of putting it. Whether it's in the NIV, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Um, or in the English Standard Version where it says eternal life. Uh, then you got the KJV, which talks about everlasting life. You know, there is so many ways of putting it. Um, let's see what else. What else? What, what else we have here? Uh, okay, here we go. The Bible in basic English is for God so much, so much had much love for the world that He gave His only Son that whoever has faith in Him may not come to destruction but eternal life. Beautiful. Um, there's some who won't perish, who trust in him. Here's a complete Jewish Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only unique son, 
that he would never that, that anyone who trusts in him may have eternal life instead of being utterly destroyed. Wow, that's pretty that's pretty intense. Utterly destroyed. This one here, that's the same King James Version. Um, here we go, the Message Bible. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his only one son. And this is why, so that no one need be destroyed by believing in him. Anyone can have a whole and lasting life. Anyone, no matter who you are, what you have in life. white mouth new testament for so greatly did god love the world that he gave his only son that everyone who trusted him may not perish but have the life of ages life of ages great stuff yeah the young literals translation says god so for god did so love the world that his son that only begotten he gave that everyone who is belief in him may not perish but have life age during that's different very different very different so in conclusion to all this John chapter 3 is one of the most important in in uh, in the entire gospel Many, many critical ideas are explained in this passage, including the role of Jesus as Savior. After the, the loud public commotion at the, commotion at the temple, John trans, transitions to a quiet nighttime discussion. These verses are make it clear that Christ and Christ alone is the means of salvation for the entire world. The text also states that those who reject Jesus are rejecting God. Now having now having been now having been so crucial that it's life or death and we're not promised tomorrow so if we do not take that opportunity of that true pure love we ourselves will miss out on something so important that just it's mind-blowing that people don't take the opportunity for it so in closing of this message today 
if you have not received the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in your heart, this is your opportunity to get that love. I call love, L-O-V-E, L-O-V-E, life of victory eternal. You wake up and you decide, victory is what I'm going to have today. I'm going to have victory. And you fight your battles, every single one of them. And you know the Lord is going to help you through those battles because you have him. That's the difference between having him and not having him. Knowing you have him, you can go to him. You don't have to worry about being alone. You have him now. That's love. Victory. Peace. Victory. So, if you haven't got that love, if you haven't experienced that love, this is the time for his prayer after me in me. Father God, I come to you now. I know I'm a sinner. And I believe your son, Jesus, came down and died on the cross with the forgiveness of my sins. I ask your son, Jesus, into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. I ask him to lead me, guide me, and direct me in his way and in his word. I welcome the Holy Spirit into my life and into my heart. Thank you for my salvation. Thank you for being who you are and loving me. I pray this in the name of Jesus, by way of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you said that prayer, definitely hit us up. Here is the prayers, question, and comments. Here is the email. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know a little bit about what you, what's going on pray with you. We're always available for prayer. I'm checking emails constantly. I got chills up and down. Someone out there said the prayer out there and just got a change in our life. Now check, check this out. Blue Book is here for discipleship. You said that prayer. You need to be fed something good and you need to have a stream of it. So if you said it, I'm going to send you some scriptures. I'm going to send you some simple stuff that you can get through and you can learn. I always say it takes a touch, just a touch of the gospel daily to be there. You'll grow, you'll get up higher, you'll keep growing, but it's baby steps, it's learning as you go, it's wisdom as you see it. So hit us up on email, prayers, questions, and comments. And always remember one thing, love, peace, and accountability the absolute ingredients to doing things the right way. Love with no expectation of love back. Walk in peace even when everyone else is tribulating. And be accountable because accountability is contagious. 
check us out on encores we, we have, this is not only going to be here it's on youtube it's on mixcloud it's on soundcloud it's on facebook on twitter and it's going to be on uh on podcast too so there's of this entire thing will be on podcast as well so it'll be everywhere much love the remnant right? the guy he's an awesome dude he has such a testimony such great music i'll put his link up on the thing so you can go to his his social media and you can check out his music i got goosebumps knowing he was here earlier the guy is just a blessing um he touched me in my in my life uh, his message is just beautiful. God's really done something with him. And he needs to, you know, you need to hear his message because it may touch you the way it touched me. So much love to him. God bless you, Remlin. Your your Holy Spirit on you like crazy. And I, I got nothing but love for you, my friend. And um, everyone out there, remember, it's all about adding that Holy Spirit. You can be obedient to God, you can follow Jesus, but the Holy Spirit is the glue that puts everything together. And there's not enough talk about it. The Holy Spirit needs to be the central because everything else fits in it together. Anyhow, fear, respect God, follow Jesus, and let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a flesh of Until next time. Until next time. Until next time. Oh, oh, oh.